welcome to Mindfully Empowered. I'm your host, Nicole HR, a mindfulness master practitioner, emotional well-being coach, essential oil educator, teen yoga teacher, wife, and mom of two. This podcast is a series of thoughts, tips, tools, and conversations to help you live a more mindful, empowered lifestyle so that you can feel emotionally well each and every day, and of course, have effective tools to lean into whenever you need them. So let's dive in. So in this episode, I want to do a little getting to know me. I think it's only fair to share a little bit about who I am, what I do, and what's led me here to start this podcast. I mean, you might be thinking, who the heck even are you to start a podcast? But here I am, following a little desire and intuitive nudge of mine that I just can't deny. So I guess I should start by saying I love to talk. I love to talk to friends and family and coworkers and clients and in the right mood strangers too. I just love conversation with others. I love to deliver training and teach and share others too. So it's no surprise that I wanted to share my thoughts through speaking, but I equally love to listen and hear other people's stories. So I'm a big, big podcaster myself. I love to listen and learn from others in this way. And I also love to help people get their voices and stories heard. So, you know, I like collaboration. I love to be with like-minded people who can open my mind up to new things too. But I'm sure that you will hopefully see a lot of that in my podcast later on. But before I start sharing all my hopes for this space, I want to tell you a little bit more about me. So for a long time, I felt like a girl who had an identity crisis. I grew up in Canada from about the age of two, so I saw myself as Canadian. However, I was born in Scotland and born to proud Scottish parents in a house filled with Scottish flags and Scottish items using Scottish words and phrases. And we visited the UK every few years on holiday to see my very large extended family and friends too, whom I felt very close with. So I loved Canada and my Canadian friends, but I also longed to be in Scotland. So I felt Canadian and felt Scottish and didn't really know what that meant or where I fit in. I saw myself as a person of faith growing up, going to church and learning all about God and the divine, but I had a crisis of faith in my early teens after a string of significant losses, and that would continue to be something that I would struggle with to find my place and my identity within faith up until my early 30s. In my late teens and early 20s, I was really unclear about my sexuality and what that meant for my possible future self and where I fit in within my social and peer communities. And that was a real struggle and something that I definitely denied and did not admit to myself for a very, very long time. And much of this and other typical growing up things, although I wouldn't be able to make any of these connections until later in life, they created a lot of anxiety and uncertainty within me. And it created a false confidence that I would show to others that at times meant trying to create someone that I thought I should be or wanted to be in different scenarios depending on who I was with or where I was. And it was exhausting. It took its toll on my true emotional well-being regardless of how good I might have been at masking it in some situations. 
But as someone who believed that poor mental health was a weakness and that something that my family didn't want to talk about with others, I had to keep it bottled up inside and I didn't let it come out. Well, I didn't think I did. (laughs) Really, truly, it was bursting out of me in really unhealthy and sometimes unsafe ways. But again, I wouldn't really be able to see that and I wasn't able to see that until I reflected back on that in my sort of late 20s and early 30s. But now I can see that through anger and fighting and drinking too much, dabbling with cannabis, having way too many partners, all of these were ways that I was struggling internally and it was starting to come out. I was not doing well within myself and my anxiety was growing and growing and growing. It also led to this string of stories that I would tell myself and tell other people about my physical health, making excuses for why I would sometimes behave in the way that I did, trying to mask my panic attacks as something else, my anxiety as something else, because I just wouldn't admit that it was my well-being, it was my emotions, it was who I felt I was or didn't know who I was that was really impacting me. And then in work, I was a children and family support worker helping people with emotions and trauma. I was a teen yoga teacher. I am a teen yoga teacher. I'm a mindfulness practitioner, an essential oil educator, and I'm an equality and diversity advisor as well. And I'm also someone who loves to teach and present to others. So despite my anxiety, I also loved to share my passions. And I saw all of these things and pieces of me is separate. And I tried to fulfill what I thought was expected of me in each of these roles in individual ways. But in my late 20s, when I began to move my yoga practice and my mindfulness practice off of the mat, and I started using my essential oils for emotional healing, not just physical, I began to see things a little bit clearer. I began to understand that I could accept my life circumstances just as that. A series of circumstances that were just one part, each of them, as part of my story. I didn't need to pick one cookie cutter version of myself. I wasn't that black and white. I was much more versatile. I could be loved by others and follow my dreams by letting all these little parts of me and my identity coexist, including my anxiety. And that I could forge my own path. And that there were ways for me to tap into my intuition and begin to listen to it even more so I can trust it more and give myself grace and permission to be me and to do what was right for me despite what others might want from me. It was the practice of mindfulness and of non-judgment that really truly helped me liberate my emotional well-being and how I truly felt about myself and about how I could live my life. And it really did bring me joy and confidence. It just lifted the way that I moved about my life. It also brought with it the knowledge that I didn't have to please everybody or that I didn't need to see my passions for service and, you know, caring for others as separate. Or even that my anxiety and my emotional well-being struggles did not make me less of to support others. And in fact, using them together, 
my own experience, my knowledge of brain development and trauma, mindfulness, coaching, essential oils, that they would all come together to serve other people in a really powerful way so that others like me who might be struggling with how they were feeling about themselves or the way that they were living their lives could also start to feel balance, feel that calm, clarity, confidence, empowerment, and joy. You know, just those feelings where life feels good and easeful you feel happy and joyful and relaxed and calm and you're not overwhelmed by the you know day-to-day hustle bustle stress that just comes with a busy lifestyle and of course being able to experience all the negative too I was able to let that in and also be able to validate that for others but help people to do that without becoming consumed and without judging themselves which is something that I love that I have learned and become really confident in doing myself. So that is just a little bit about my journey and about how I've ended up here as a women's mindfulness and well-being coach and how I've ended up doing this podcast, talking to you, sharing my thoughts and ideas and passions and hopefully helping you a little bit along the way too. I also really hope to collaborate with others in this space including yourself. So connect with me through Instagram or email or right here on this podcast through leaving comments and I am definitely going to respond to them and maybe even bring them into episodes. And I hopefully have guests here so that we can share and brainstorm together, grow together, and I cannot wait for it. So I hope this has given you a little bit of an insight to who you're sitting down with when you come to this podcast.